Hi, I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco. Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go-to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20-minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you. Writing online is a career fast track, but with over 203 million freelance writers worldwide, it's easy to get lost in the pack. So how can you stand out? Peak Freelance gives you the tools to find better clients, raise your rates, and focus on doing work you enjoy. Access a supportive community of like-minded freelancers and experienced writers who make a living writing. All Access members unlock a library of resources, templates, and interviews with content pros like me to grow and scale your business. There's never been a better time to invest in your freelance writing business. So are you ready to take the leap? If so, visit peakfreelance.com membership and use the code FWC10 to get 10% off an all access membership. episode is kind of a what would I charge for this game show style discussion on prices for how Emma and I would price different things. We're going to give this kind of a historical context as well, where we'll talk about maybe what we would have charged for it several years ago, or if we were just starting what we'd charge today. But the gist of what we're trying to do in this episode is share some real numbers, even if it's something like, I would never take that project for a million dollars. So One of the things that is so important is being transparent about your rates. And so often, I feel like people are really secretive about this. And that leads to a lot of confusion around what people should charge for different freelance writing projects and services. So we are going to go back and forth and discuss what we charge for different projects. And I think we should kick off the conversation by talking a little bit about why this kind of transparency is important and what happens when people aren't transparent. So Emma, what do you think is the strong case for talking about rates and like sharing with other freelance writers what you charge for different projects? Yeah. I mean, I think it's good to kind of have some industry standards of what we would expect certain things to go for. And some of that is like you want to be about on par with your peers and the people that you respect. You want to be striking the balance with your clients where you're charging enough that it's appropriate for the value you're providing. You're not charging so much that the client's like, what the hell? And that you're not charging so little that like the client is getting away with murder, right? So I think the more discussions that we can have about what something is actually worth and why it's worth what it's worth is really important. And I think in talking about this episode, like we don't want to just sort of like do this game show of telling you here's exactly what to charge because it's much more nuanced. And also like rates are highly dependent on industry, level of experience, how things are positioned and sold. So like we're going to be a little bit transparent in this episode, but we do want to be clear. I, at least I do. I think you do too, Kelly, that these, this isn't sort of like an end all be all. It's just like some ideas. Yeah. I think for me, like a big reason I wanted to talk about this, even though I had some hesitation going into this, Emma and I were chatting before we hopped on here. I think the thing for me that's been really eye-opening is that when I have conversations, especially with people who are working at a similar level than me, but maybe are 
a different gender or coming from a different education background or even like the job that they previously worked, what I found is that sometimes I'm just not asking for enough. So like, for example, a while ago, I was I was talking to a male counterpart who has been freelancing just as long as I have. We work with a similar client and we were talking about rates and he kind of let it slip what he was charging for his project. And it was just shocking to me because it was like double what I was getting paid. And that was no one's fault but my own because I didn't ask for a certain rate and I couldn't make the value proposition that it was worth charging that. So sometimes just having the context of like, here's what other writers are charging at different phases of their career is really helpful. And it's good context to have. It gives you some benchmarks to shoot for. And I don't know. I think it's just, it's helpful to know. Yeah. And I do think companies like have some responsibility to make sure that if someone is charging like very below what it's worth, that they are paying them appropriately. So like I've seen examples where like, I don't know, one freelancer is making, let's say $500 per article and another is making 300 and they're sort of just like, fine with that. Whereas like the better strategy is to raise the other person up to 500 or either even saying to both like our budget for this is 400 or or whatever it is. But my point is, is that that's the dream. Yeah. And in fact, I think, and I'm not HR lawyer, (laughs) but I think it's actually like illegal internally. If people are like making vastly different amounts. Maybe it's not illegal, but like it's it's against be- best practice to have people that are in the same position making like totally disparate amounts when they work internally within an organization. So I think it's something to keep in mind in hiring as well, that there's some responsibility there, I think. But with all those caveats, maybe we should get to it, right? So what do you want to start with? What What should we talk about pricing first? Why don't we talk about like web copy, which is a service that I offer. I think, are you offering that? I have done like an about page. So like a single page, not a complete package where I'm writing a whole website. Okay. So let's talk about kind of both. So like a whole website. So uh, this is something that I offer. I feel like website copy is highly dependent on what the website will be used for and whether it's kind of just like a storefront, which some companies use their website for, or whether it's like the engine that's driving the whole business. So I feel like, and I don't do a lot of web copy for sites that are like the engine driving the whole business. I've done some, but usually, I don't know. I'm not as interested in doing that scale of a project because that might be like a 15 to 20 page project. I feel like If I was going to do something like that, like a really big one, it would be like 12 to 15K, but I don't do that. I do smaller websites that are maybe like six page website with like home, about services, a couple of other pages, and it ranges from like five to 10 grand. Yeah. And you've done sales pages for me before, and this is a few years back, so I'm I'm sure your price has gone up, but I think it was like 1500 for a page of sales copy for like a digital product. Yeah. So I was going to say like web copy, like one page, I'd say like, and if we're talking about like ranges, right. So like for you, it's going to be 1500. (laughs) (laughs) I know that you're going to be easy to work with. And also like, I have a real finger on the pulse of what your products are and what they're for and what their use is. Like the research required is a lot less than if I'm doing it for a software product. So I feel like for like a single page, it's anywhere from maybe like 
$700, which would be like maybe a very simple, like almost like a contact page that didn't have like a lot of copy on it anywhere to like maybe 2,500 for like a more high value page. Like, what do you think? What are you charging for like a single about page? So it's been a long time since I've done one. I did help with like a sales landing page a while back. I think I charged like 4,500 for it. It was a freaking nightmare. It was, I way undercharged for it because they wanted so much more than, than what we had originally agreed to. So really just for an about page? Well, it wasn't the about page. It was like the landing page for the site. So like if somebody looked up the company, like it was a landing page. And so that's kind of outside my normal realm. I just kind of priced it where I thought was reasonable based on what I had researched. And yeah, I will never do it again. I have also done like, I do copy audits of websites. So I'm not writing the copy from scratch, but I'm giving suggestions on how to optimize it, how to like improve the copy. And for those, I usually do those for like $1,000 where I'll just go through and leverage like my conversion rate optimization insights, the e-commerce experience I have and give a page full of suggestions on how to improve things. So that's kind of a, a lower end of the spectrum. I feel like that's kind of a steal. I, I know I could probably charge quite a bit more but I offer them when I'm like slow. So if I need to fill some time, that's something I'll put out on Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever. Yeah, I do think like the landing page is more like, like I know course creators will have a sales page and I know people will routinely charge like $5,000 for just the sales page, which is like, seems wildly high to me, but not because I think it's not valuable because like often that landing page is generating like, hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales. So like to spend 5K on it, like the copy is so important because it's direct response copy. I think like understanding, I mean, it's hard for me to even like just talk about these prices without being like, but like we have, (laughs) Kaylee has like so much experience doing this, right? Like, so when it comes to the copy on it, it's like a thousand dollars is a steal to get one from you considering your knowledge, your expertise in the space. I do think that that's something that if you're like a beginner freelancer and you're charging like three or 400 bucks for, like that's a good way to get into a company and be offering some value and showing what you can do. I like, I feel like that could have like a much lower price point for someone with less experience too. Yeah. And the other thing I've seen writers do is do like a commission-based of pricing for like a sales page or a landing page, if it's directly linked to sales, they'll get a base fee, but then they'll also get a percentage of all the sales generated. So that's a really smart way to, to package that as well. Yep. 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 I think that's right. And I think like I going back to like the web copy thing, it's like I sort of threw out like, oh, it's like five to 10K for kind of like the average website, which I think that's about right. But like I have done like really small business websites. Like I used to offer a small business website package for like $2,000. I don't offer that anymore, but I think there is like, there's room there. Yeah. That's all. I think the next one we should talk about is what about like a blog post? So that's something I spend quite a bit of time doing. And the thing is with blog posts, it's tough to throw out a a price and like put a stake in the ground and say, this is what I would charge for it because they're so variable. Like, you know, a simple podcast transcription, whereas the other end of the spectrum is like a super deep dive, 17 pages long, lots of quotes, lots of research. It's such a spectrum. Yeah. You know, that makes me think that when talking about blog content, I'd encourage people to think in terms of like, what's the minimum I would do a blog post for? And like, I don't think most freelancers should be touching like a blog article for less than like $300. I don't know. What do you think? 
I feel like a good starting range for most freelance writers is like 25 cents to 35 cents a word if you're doing the per word pricing. And it could go lower than that if it's not research at all, if it's if it's like transcription or something where you're literally just kind of like mechanically translating one thing to another. But I think that is usually the price range I tell early stage or like novice level writers to strive for is like that's pretty low though Kaylee 25 cents a word for a blog article like I just that's like a 500 word blog article is only 125 dollars but most people I know don't do 500 word blog posts anymore a thousand words is kind of the the bare minimum but even that means for a thousand words it's 250 like that's pretty low although I guess it's not that much lower than the 300 dollars I recommended yeah I mean I mean, we come to the conversation with like many years of experience. So I don't, even in talking about this, I think it's like, yeah, maybe start at 25 cents per word, right? As you're at, with like plans to, to move up and yeah. knowing that there's like a very wide range beyond that, right? Yes. And so I think as you build up experience, like the classic journalism rate that I've always heard for years is like strive for a dollar a word. That's kind of the dream place to be. Sometimes you can even get a little bit beyond that, but it's tough. Like you still get a lot of pushback at the dollar a word range, at least in my experience. Yeah, I feel like if you're charging a dollar per word, you need to be providing value beyond just just the writing. Like you either need to be an expert in the industry or expert at like whatever the thing you're creating is. Like if you're the go-to person for blog articles about e-commerce, then and you know everything there is to know about that, and you have like the most impressive client roster, then like a dollar per word is going to be an easier sell. Same with like, I feel like it's not difficult for me to charge a rate like that because I do so many subject matter interviews, subject matter expert interviews as part of it. So like that part of it is baked into the rate too. And I think that that's a big part of this whole equation is how are you communicating the value that you're providing beyond just the words that you're going to write? So when I give out a quote, it's never just like you're paying for the amount of words that I'm writing. It's all the extra add-ons that I'm including in that rate. And being upfront and being communicating like, here's what you're getting along with the finished product. And that is an important conversation to have. Yeah, it's why like this is a nuanced discussion, even if we are throwing out real numbers, because it's like we aren't advocating that people just go out and be like, this is what the rate is with no justification at all, right? I think so much about rates is like understanding what the value is for whoever is on the other end. So I wanted to talk about case studies a little bit there. So have you done any writing of case studies? I have. I don't do them as often as you do. But I think one of the things I learned early on that has stuck with me is that Case studies are such a sales-focused asset. Like They're often used for people who are, to use marketer speak, at the bottom of the funnel. Like The sales team will use the case study for people to get on board. And so I think that those should be priced higher because they are so valuable. I'm curious to hear what your take is on that. Yeah. So I think one thing that's interesting about case studies that's come up. So like, I think I charge, it depends. It's maybe between, I think the range is like $900 to maybe $2,000 for a case study. And that includes multiple interviews. It's pretty like all inclusive. Sometimes clients ask me like, well, is it less if I don't do the interview? And it's like, it's maybe a little bit less, but the problem is, is that 
Oftentimes, if they do the interviews, they're not as good. It's better if I do the interview because then I know I can write a better case study. So it's like somewhere within that range. But when freelance writers who want to do case studies ask me, like, what should they be charging for them? I'm kind of like, look, you know how I said no less than $300 for a blog article? I'm like, no less than $600 for a case study, especially if you're doing the interview. But also, like, I think that's what it's worth. I mean, yeah. What do you think? I think case studies can be a vast spectrum too. Like some of them are simple one pagers. Some of them are these super in-depth, almost like white paper format where you're talking to multiple customers. It's something that they're packaging into a larger asset, like an ebook, or it can be a really big project. So I think, again, it's, it's a big spectrum. Yeah, I think the way that I see it is like, I'm not really interested in doing like those kind of smaller scale case studies, because I don't think that they actually do the work that they need to do for the company. So if a company isn't really willing to go all and invest in really good case studies, then they're not a good fit for me, right? Like I've had some clients that come to me and they have these kind of like itty bitty customer stories on their website and they want me to help with them. And it's really like not a good fit because they just, it just isn't, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do think like it's a little bit industry specific too, because like in software, the case study is really valuable. Uh, course creators sometimes hire me to do case studies as well. Um, and agencies, like when a course creator wants case studies because they want kind of in-depth proof that their course did all the things it, was, it said it was going to do. Agencies, like they want real client stories to show because it's like all about the transformation of what happened before and after with the case study, right? So those are some industries that I've seen it. Yeah, it is like, I don't know, as we're talking about this, it's like, oh, the the pricing is tricky depending on (laughs) your experience and all of that, right? Like I have had some coaching clients who've been like, we've worked together on what their new rates are and they still sort of have trouble commanding those rates. So I feel like as we're talking about this, like if you're listening to this and you're like, I can't believe they charge that. Like I encourage you to listen to our episode on rates, which talks about like how to determine them because we have an episode specifically about that. Um, We also have episodes on landing high paying, actually good clients. So just like we're sort of discussing what we think the industry can kind of handle in terms of rates, but it should be like inspiring, not like depressing, right? And there are like additional resources that we've provided to help you climb the ladder of what you can charge. And sometimes you get projects that come your way that are kind of outside your normal offering. And I feel like what you and I and most people we know do is end up like sending out a a question on a Facebook group or in a Slack channel or reaching out to individual people and being like, what do I charge for this? And just kind of like crowdsourcing what a reasonable rate would be. Sometimes the group think hive mind is like the best way to go. You just have to ask around and see what going rates are for stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So why don't we talk about an instance of this? So like yesterday, I got a text from a friend of ours who shall not be named, who messaged me and maybe she messaged you as well. And she said, I'm going to read this. What do you think is a good price for a newsletter? She's taking over writing a newsletter and she she said, I don't even know. It's an intro, four different sections of curated content with commentary on it, which is a lot of research, a spotlight, summary of the blogs and podcasts. 
she's like, and she said that she charges a dollar for word for blog articles, but she doesn't want to do that for word for the newsletter because the news, you know, it's different. So this is like such a good example. The reason that I hope she's not mad that I read her textbook. I don't think she will be. It's such a good example of like a typical freelance writer being like, something weird came up. I don't know what to charge. What would you charge? And she probably sent that text to me. And I hope she sent that text to like four other people. I got it too. Okay, good. So what was your answer about what she should charge? Because I will give you my answer. And then maybe I can even find out from her what she ended up charging. So for me, I would be like, God, no, you, that would be one of those, like, you cannot pay me a million dollars to do that just because it sounds terrible to me. But I knew the person who was doing that task before her. So I was like, you need to talk to that person and see what they were charging and get a better feel for like how much of an undertaking it is. So I connected her to that person and just kind of like threw my hands up. Okay. So you said like, I don't know, I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole. That sounds like hellish work to me. Like I can't even give you a quote. Okay, this is, okay, so I said, I really don't know, $700 per newsletter, question mark, and I felt like, I mean, I'm reading that because it's like, I pulled that out of my butt, like not, (laughs) you know, not really, but like, I'm like, I don't know, like, it seems like it's high value, like email newsletter, it's like a direct line to their customers, like, but it's still work for her to do it, like, I, I just, I don't know. And then she said, oh, it might also make sense for me to have some kind of rev share with this, which we've talked about because that newsletter leads directly to, I think, sponsorships or something like this. So it was like, maybe there's a base fee plus a rev share. And we talked a little bit. And then she wrote, I hate pricing stuff. It's the worst. So like, that's why we're having this episode is because like, and by the way, this person who's (laughs) I'm reading has as much experience as Kaylee and I. So like the three of us are on par with what we would charge. And like the three of us don't know. Yeah. We're all like out here with question marks floating over our heads. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. So like, I'm curious if anyone's listening, like, what would you charge for the newsletter? And then like thinking about emails, like I remember doing in like emails are kind of interesting because often they're short. So, or like, I don't know, you think about like Old Navy and how many emails Old Navy sends out. They're sending out like zillions of emails per day. And it's like, I'm not sure like it would make sense if you're writing Old Navy's emails and I'm like, who knows how they're getting written. But like, I'm not sure that makes sense for you to price per email, right? Like that's a different kind of newsletter than what she's talking about. Because like, I remember I used to do emails and I don't anymore. I used to do $200 per email. And to be honest, that sounds like now that sounds like so little, but at the time that I was charging it, it sounded like way too much. Yeah, it's tough. And for me, like I think about a newsletter as a recurring project and that sends me into a panic spiral because I'm like, I don't want to be responsible for that week after week and like be traveling and be like, oh shit, I've got to figure out how to work this into my schedule because they're counting on this to be sent out. That's why I was like, no, absolutely no. I would never, no, thank you. So that's a whole other aspect you have to think about is yes, it's a recurring project. It's money you can count on, but. Yeah, are you going to be happy to do it? Yeah. It's good points. I don't know much about email at all anyway. Like I think there's people who will write like email flows of all kinds. Like I don't really know a lot about how these things are priced. I mean, I think 
It is very variable with where you are in your career. I do think that it's kind of like a rising tide raises all ships in the sense that like, I think it's good if all freelance writers out there, including beginners, are charging higher rates for these things. And that's why like, I wanted to do this episode and be transparent because like, I would prefer that when there's a client out there and they want to get a case study done, I don't really like want them going to a freelance writer who's like, sure, I'll do that for $150 because first of all, it's worth way more than $150. Like it just is. It's worth so much more to the client. It's not even funny. So that's also like, it's not a good use of that freelancer's time with how many hours they have to put in because I feel like a case study takes at least 10 hours. And then that's like that if they're doing it for 150 bucks, that's $15 an hour, which is like, okay, that's, that's not high enough, right. To justify the expertise and the writing jobs it creates to do the case study. Then at the same time, it's like, I don't really want to be like undercut. I'm inevitably going to be undercut because I charge premium rates. Like I think one of the things that I say to people is like, I'm expensive. And I think that's like maybe a caveat we should put up front. Like you and I are not, we're offering premium rates. We really believe in what we do. We want to take our time through it. Like we are an expensive option. I like, I'm proud to be an expensive option, right? Like that's fine. But I don't really want like every other freelancer out there charging below what they're worth and also like teaching clients that that's what it is worth, right? Like yeah. the more that we're all working together to say like, hey, really good writing has a lot of value for a business. Like this is not just some little piddly person typing on a keyboard. This is like strategic work that is going to make connections with your audience and help you make conversions and sales and all of those things. If we're really going to be a strategic business arm, then we need to be charging as such too. Yeah. And speaking of, I sometimes have worked with subcontractors who are like, Hey, I'm raising my rates. It's going up to X. Like they're kind of branching out on their own. And I love seeing that. I think that's really exciting. And sometimes it means it prices them out of being able to work with me anymore, but hats off to them for continuing to raise the rates and like branching out and doing their own thing to the point where they don't need to subcontract anymore. They're doing their own thing and they're getting those rates without like a middleman in the equation. So it's a process. And I feel like as long as you're steadily honing your craft, you're working on getting better, you're having more results that you can talk about in those value conversations, that's something that happens kind of naturally along the way. Yeah. And I I do think that like there are clients out there who are like going to try and get as much as they can for as little as they can. And that's something that we all like need to look out for. And I think our hope in the episode is being like, hey, like, there's like thousands of dollars in some of these activities and seven or eight years in whatever we are, like we're established, right? Whether you're where we are or you're just starting or you're beyond us or you're somewhere in between, like I do think it's good to have a sense of like what some of these things are going for, what to shoot for, and also be cognizant of like, it's highly variable we're still getting text messages from friends being like, what would you charge for this, right? It's an ongoing conversation. Like if we have this conversation two years from now, we may have different answers about what we would charge for some of this stuff. Yeah. So lots of answers here, lots to dissect and think about. But I think the common theme here is like, if you don't know what to price for something, ask around, be okay with raising your rates over time. And in general, have it be a process. Have it be a process where you're raising your rates over time and be confident in what you're asking for. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit freelancewritingcoachpodcast.com.